to episode 150 of the Two Guys, a Glove, and a Coke Bottle podcast. He's Thomas Todd. He's Danny Zarchi. And we're Buster Posey fans. We were Buster Posey fans. Now, Thomas, we will forever be Buster Posey fans, even when he's not playing for the Giants. Uh, I'm going to be there when they unveil the statue. You know, we'll, we'll be there at Cooperstown. We'll be there for the Buster Posey retirement game, which is going to be next year at some point, I'm sure. Uh, he's a legend. Yes, but Danny, I was there for his last at bat. And you didn't know. I had no idea that his last at bat would be Wilmer Flores's check swing. So anyway, we're joining you today, Thursday, November 4th. Uh, the World Series just ended and the world came crashing down. The World Series just ended and the world ended, Thomas. It was a um, series of events. You're correct. We... Uh, so it, um, the Giants got eliminated. We didn't do a pod after that. We haven't really talked since, what, right before the playoffs, I think. Um, we had talked about doing an episode for some reason because of some series of events we didn't. I can't quite remember what those are. No need to talk about it now. But um, <laughs> uh, but then we got the news, I believe, yesterday that Posey was going to have a press conference today and announce his retirement after 12 years in the majors. Um, man, how you doing, Thomas? Well, so I find it funny that we almost did our sesquicentennial episode about the end of the Giants season. And now instead, because we were lazy and sad, we get to do it over something while also sad. Um, I think it's pretty f- fitting that we memorialize this person because our podcast began... Uh, just a year after Buster Posey's career began. This show has run just about the entire length of Buster's uh, major league career. Yeah. So Thomas and I started doing this podcast in, I believe, December 2010. Uh, It was after the season, after the 2010 season, after the ring, because, you know, we, Thomas and I uh, became much closer friends during that, uh, that championship run and then decided um, egotistically that, you know, maybe we should record our bullshit instead of just letting it expire in the air like everybody else's. Oh, it's um, still expiring. Don't worry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Posey came up in 2009, um, where he, he had a cup of coffee in 2009, but he really came up in 2010, took the job from Benji Molina. Molina got traded away. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, never, never, never looked back. So you're right, Thomas. I mean, it's, it's weird because, like, like 12 years is – a good amount of time, but it's also uh, not that long. I mean, I don't know. Like, like, were you surprised that, that I don't know to take us through your pro- thought process after you saw the uh, Andrew Baggerly tweet? I mean, what was longer Albert Pujols's career with the Cardinals or Buster Posey on the Giants? I mean, I think it's Buster Posey on the Giants. You mean half of Albert Pujols's career? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the answer is still Buster Posey, but, but I have to think about it for a second which is just wild because we're watching this man play well into his forties and, and Buster Posey, as we've mentioned on this show before is younger than me. Yeah. And I'm not he's retired. Our age. I'm 10 years shy of my working prime. So, so it's a, a good call, Thomas. Uh, Pujols was on the Ast, uh, not the Astros. He was on the Cardinals for 11 years okay. and he's, and then uh, on the angels for 10 years and then the Dodgers for, uh, you know, part of that 10th year. Albert Pujols has had two different careers with two different teams that were almost the length of Buster Posey's tenure with the Giants. Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, like 
he he said something in his press conference today that he's like, oh, there are there are kids today who grew up who you know grew up always having me on the team or, or who watched my whole career, and then he kind of corrected himself. He's like, well, and adults too, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it's like like. I, I grew up, you know, watching Barry Bonds and I love Barry Bonds and, um, and I, you know, in, in the giants in the early two thousands. Um, but you know, um, and I watched a bunch of games in college, but I kind of stopped paying attention in like the 2007, 2008, 2009 years, because they just, they were or 2008, 2000, 2007, 2008, just because they were crappy and, you know, not that fun to pay attention to. And then I really got back into the giants in 2009 when I was studying abroad and really lonely and or really homesick and really wanting to, um, you know, feel connected back home. And I started reading McCovey Chronicles and Timmy was amazing and Panda was amazing. And it was kind of the first year in, in my, what I felt like my adult life when I was really, really paying attention to the giants. And so then with 2010, um, Posey, you know, came up. And that was before I was really paying close attention to the minors. I mean, I know a bunch of people uh, that we know on Twitter in the last few days have been talking about, or in the last day, have been talking about how Posey was kind of the first prospect that they paid attention to. And they've, um, you know, since the draft and that, you know, that they remember the day he was drafted and now they remember the day he retired, you know, kind of cradle to grave. Uh, my So my love for him, you know, started at the major league level, but um I mean, the vast majority of my super fan years, it's been Posey front and center, and it's going to be really weird to not have him around. Yeah, when we started the show, we had to set up a bunch of different social media accounts. We had to set up, uh, you know, different apps and stuff to record the show. A lot. What were the passwords? They were Buster Posey related. Thomas, <laughs> we still have those passwords. What are you doing? You haven't changed them in 10 years? There needs to be uh, a little reminder that pops up every three years or so to remind you to change the passwords. <laughs> I get one of those. I work every 90 days. Well, we'll go with three years just so it's yeah. not awkward that like retired players are now our password. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, we'll name it after, uh, I don't know, Chris Bryant as soon as he signs. Um, so in the, in the press conference today, or did you want to share kind of your journey with, with Posey like I did? Yeah, so I, I didn't have as much of a fallow period as you did. Uh, when I got to college, I, I unfortunately went to UC Santa Cruz and realized that nobody wanted to watch sports with me. So Steve, still listen to this part. <laughs> I hadn't met you yet, Danny. I hadn't met you yet. So I didn't watch as many Giants games, 04, 05, 06. Um, so I, I fell off a little bit, but I definitely was engaged uh, when Bonds left the team and in that horrible, horrible 08 year. Um, I would say the first player I got super invested with was Matt Kane, but the second player I got super invested with was, was when Buster Posey came up Yeah, and, uh, you mentioned cradle to grave. I mean, I was, but a bebe when he came up and now I'm, uh, very happy to be seated and under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sitting on a chair with a heat blanket because I worked out today and my back hurts. Like, I mean, we're, we're old now or, you know, as Buster Posey said in his press conference, uh, the truest thing he's ever said is uh, he's like, I think every 34 year old wakes up, uh, you know, uh, with, with back pain these days. And it's like, you know, which is also just funny because like uh, one thing I don't really, t I, I really don't take for granted is that my whole kind of adult sports life, my two favorite teams had 
superstar generational players who were my age. You know, Posey is like a month and a half older than me and Curry is like 10 months younger than me or something like that. And it's just interesting to kind of have those peers. I mean, peers only, only in terms of age, <laughs> let me be clear about that. Um, and just kind of grow with them and, and watch the team grow with them and have them stay with the team too. Is uh, you know, such, consider, a, such a I great thing. I personally consider Steph Curry a colleague. <laughs> um, well, well, Danny, what I wanted to know from you, and I gave you this as a homework assignment and I didn't really, really do my homework because I was just going to play off you, but I wanted you to come up with five memories, moments, thematic elements of Buster Posey's career that you, that come to your mind first, not doing exhaustive research and finding five moments of his career, the five most impactful moments, literally the first five things you think of when you think of Gerald Dempsey Posey, the third. Yeah. So uh, I had, a few that came to my mind right away. And then I, I felt like four and five are particularly hard because I was like, is there something I'm missing? Right. But, but that's me, the thing, Danny, it has to be the top of the head because that's real. Make yeah. it real. So for me, number one is the Matt Latos grand slam in, I believe what the game five of the 2012 NLDS. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. Um, so uh the Giants went down. Okay, this was, this was years ago, and uh, I'm doing my best here, and I haven't pulled this up, but but the Giants were down two games to nothing, two games to one uh, against both. the Reds. Both, both are correct. <laughs> okay, two games to nothing against the Reds, and they went to uh, Cincinnati, and they won three on the road because the, back then it was two, three, right? It was, it was uh, away, away, home, 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 for whichever team won home field advantage. Um, and famously the, uh, the giants, it wasn't looking good for the giants. And then they came back and then finally it was game five. The series was tied and Latos had been, you know, Latos was the the villain, right? He'd been, he'd been the ace on the Padres and then he went to the reds and we just didn't like him. And, uh, I believe he was kind of dealing and then they finally started getting to him and they loaded the bases and uh, Posey hit the grand slam to left, I believe, right over the name Latos on a on a screen. <laughs> um, and it's just an iconic image, mostly because Ryan Hannigan, Ryan Han- because of Ryan Hannigan, the catcher's body language, where he just looked so defeated and was kind of slumped away. Um, and that was the point where it was like, you know, holy shit, the Giants really might come back from this crazy deficit and go, go on to win this series. And uh, um, so that's my, that's my number one. In, in and that was, of course, his MVP season too. Yeah. In, in 2010, Buster Posey gained our approval. In 2011, he had our sympathy, which is something we'll maybe get into a little bit later. And in 2012, he became a superhero. Mm-hmm. Won the MVP, and he just absolutely caped that ball out into left field <laughs> and ended any rivalry that Matt Latos thought M-A-T Latos thought he had with the San Francisco Giants. You know, it's one thing to have a a hundred year long rivalry with the Los Angeles Dodgers and to finally meet in the playoffs. It's another thing. Tend you have a rivalry with someone and then they end you. Yeah. So that was, that's my iconic moment. Number one, is that on your top five? That's number one. That's number one Buster Posey moment period. It's at the peak of his powers when he was best, 
uh, in his career. It was in the biggest moment, um, and it's it's the most memorable GIF of all time, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, number two is not a moment, but a, a, a theme, which was Ain't Having It. On my list, Danny. Um, Absolutely. And to the four people, including my mom, who, who are, don't understand the reference, um, Ain't Having It was, uh, there was a, a, a GIF from, I believe, when Posey was in college, and he threw a runner out at, uh, he threw out a base dealer at second, and then cut to him. And without audio, he said something that people interpreted to mean, I, I ain't having it, meaning you can't on my steal watch. on me. Not on my watch, right? I ain't having that. I ain't having people steal on me. He's later said that's not what he was saying. That he said he was saying something to the effect of, I didn't have a good grip on the ball. I didn't have it. But he still got the runner out. Doesn't matter. The internet um, wins. But it just became a thing that anytime Posey would steal, would throw someone out, it was, oh, Buster ain't having it. <laughs> and that was a thing for 12 years. And it was also a thing because he was pretty darn good at throwing people out as well. Yes, exactly. So it came up a lot. Um, so that's my number two. All right. Yep. On my list as well. Proceed. Um, okay. Number three, one of my favorite moments in sports. A lot has been made of the Buster hugs um, that, you know, if you get hugged by Buster on the field, then you did something really good. Right. And so we saw it after, you know, during championships, we saw it during, you know, the, the uh, perfect game. Um, and my favorite Buster hug and number three on my list is I, uh, Tim Lincecum's, I believe, second um, no hitter against the Padres. Um, so that was a year in which Timmy was having a terrible season, but he was still going out there regularly and pitching. And, you know, he just had the magic against the Padres. They didn't have against anyone else. Um, and I believe, and so he, he threw a no hitter and the moment I'm talking about is, uh, so Timmy's thrown something like 133 pitches. And finally the last out is a fly ball to left, uh, more than 133 pitches. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a clear sign. Like this guy's done. We're going to give, we're going to let him have this moment. Uh, there's no career that needs protecting. Um, and, um, so that, yeah, he threw a ton of pitches and the final out was a fly ball to left. Timmy turns around to watch the last out and he just looks exhausted. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and as soon as the left fielder makes a catch, it's the final out of the, uh, of the no hitter. And Timmy does this like really kind of tired, like self just fist, you know, fist pump, like, yes. And then all of a sudden, um, Posey comes up behind him and grabs him in a bear hug and lifts him off the ground. And Timmy has this moment of, oh, right, I just did this really cool thing. Um, this really historic moment. And they kind of share a you know laugh and smile while he's hugging him. And I used to have that picture uh, in a frame, like in my in my uh, on my dresser, just because I loved it so much. Um, so, I, so that's number three on my list. So I think that moment's really interesting because it what it also says about Tim Lincecum is that most people after throwing a no hitter would tighten up and fist pump and just make their whole body tense. But Timmy being Timmy, his body was still loose. He was still relaxed. And so when Buster hits him, his body kind of vibrates. It kind of sh like shimmies a little bit because Buster just shakes him up because he was not ready for contact. He was not in a, in a heated moment of passion. He was in a moment of relief. 
and uh, you know, Posey kind of bent him around to pick him up. Uh, and so I think that says a lot about both of those guys. And like you said, Buster hugs were hard to come by, uh, you know, dad. And uh, <laughs> it really meant something when he did go out there and give you that. So just correction, I, that was his first no hitter, I believe, but it was 2013. And it was after his career had kind of fallen apart. And, and if I'm, if I, if I had to bet my trivia life on it, it's 148 pitches. Uh, we'll find out. Um, okay. Is that on your top five? That's my top Buster hugs in general is in okay. my top five. Um, okay. Number four. Um, and this is, uh, this is also just a general thing. Um, I loved that Madison Bumgarner called him Gerald. Uh, who I imagine is the only person who could get away with it. Like maybe his mom. Um, well, I'm sure his mom doesn't call him Gerald because his dad, because his, you know, grandpa or because, yeah, his grandpa is Gerald. His dad, I believe, was Demp, right? And then he was uh, Buster. Um, 148 pitches. Was that your guess? If I had to bet my trivia life on it, All I right, still You get it. to keep it. Yes. 148 pitches. Wow. Well, so it's interesting you bring up Bumgarner in this because he was the first prospect, like you mentioned earlier, that I remember following him in the minors and that famous Grant Brisby article about his velocity dipping, you know, under 90 miles an hour before he ever made the majors. So I know this isn't a Madison Bumgarner uh, thing, but he's so entwined with Buster Posey's career because if I had to guess... Uh, who Buster Posey caught the most of any starting pitcher, uh, I'd guess it's Bumgarner. Yeah, I mean, that's probably interesting. Uh, that's interesting to think about. And I wonder how I would find that. But uh, we don't need to do Thomas and Danny speculate about stats, about how to look up certain stats. <laughs> but it's great that we have to think of these things. And it's wonderful to be so enmeshed in a fandom and you know, have run all these numbers over the years that there's still things that we don't know how to find or don't know the answer to, despite, you know, taking in all this content all the time. Yeah. I also do want to point out that um, during Buster's press conference, he, he thanked a whole bunch of people. He talked about, you know, um, the coaching staff, the, uh, the things that he did that he's proud of, um, uh, name dropped a lot of old teammates, do you remember the one current teammate he actually mentioned by name? The one current teammate that he mentioned by name. Was it a Brandon? No, it was Logan Webb. And he oh. said that he's really excited to see what uh, Logan Webb continue to become an ace. That was like the one shout out. I mean, can you imagine? Well, it would be weird if he said, like, I can't wait to watch Darren Ruff win the home run title next year. Uh, you know what? I agree with him though. Um, no, like, uh, but I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. It, so, it's interesting. Cause it, if you just think about also kind of like during the season, if you think that like, especially the guys that he knew really, really well, the Brandons in particular, um, if they knew, I assume they did. Um, I mean, I'm sure Kapler and Zaidi knew, um, but yeah, it's it's just interesting to think to think about kind of what it was like going through this crazy end of season race and the playoffs and all of that, knowing that, you know, this is probably this might be the end for Buster Posey. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and this was your first uh, item on your list that was not 
on my list. I have two more. Uh, so interested to hear what your last one is because then I'll be able to, you know, I'm, okay. I'm a wait to talker, Danny. I'm not a listener. I'm a wait to talk. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. My number five, and this was hard because, um, I feel like, um, I feel like there are a lot of honorable mentions, like, uh, honorable mentions include like his really subtle, but funny, like sense of humor, like, and you, you'd only see it in like his like commercials and stuff, um, like the Toyota commercials and that one he does with Bochi and like, um, we saw it. Uh, at a fan fest that we went to and he did that Q&A with Bumgarner and Sandoval. I'm guessing this isn't on your list. No. Um, I, I, you know, and the the moment that I'm sure we talked about on the podcast at the time was uh, where they had those three guys on a Q&A and somebody asked Sandoval a question that was like, are you excited to be here? You know, are you happy with the Giants? And, or no, and they asked that of Bumgarner and Bumgarner goes, yep. And then he passes the mic to Sandoval and he, and Sandoval goes uh, just in his best bum garner imitation goes, yep. <laughs> and I think Posey did it too. It was just, I don't know. It was hilarious at the time. Um, so I, I like his, you know, his kind of weird, um, not often seen, but you know, when it, but when he did crack jokes and stuff, he always had like good timing. It was very funny. Um, and then just the fact that everybody raved about his like defense and his coaching, the uh, pitching staff. And I think a lot of that's kind of underrated, um, you know, because it doesn't show up in the, in the hitting stats, but my number five is a very specific moment, which is, I don't remember most of the details of this game, except that it was a very long extra innings game and Posey hits the uh, walk-off home run in like the 15th or 16th inning. And he caught the whole game you know, in, in the, in the, in the crouch. And as he's rounding third, he like takes off his, he th- throws off his helmet and you can just see he's like exhausted, but you know, kind of uh, cheesing for the camera or, you know, and his teammates. And then he gets home and they all start mobbing him. And it's just the, it's a, it's a great gift. I'm going to match that with one of mine because it's of a similar milieu. Uh, the fact that Buster Posey caught every inning of every playoff game ever. It's just, it's is that true. I don't think he, at least one of the years, he didn't miss a pitch. We'll have to, we'll have to confirm, you know, which playoffs had happened, but there were multiple where the backup catchers didn't get anything except pinch it at bats. I'm going right. to file this under making giants catchers irrelevant. And I'm also <laughs> going to bring Benji Molina into the mix because he immediately made Benji Molina irrelevant so irrelevant that Benji Molina went on to play against him in the world series the year he came up, you know, he got a ring. (laughs) He and Chris Ray both got rings. (laughs) Um, So I'm looking at the uh, Posey's postseason batting game log. And I believe you're right. Well, I don't know. I, I haven't found it yet, but I don't think he came out of a game and I don't think he ever didn't start, which is wild. There's one game where he came out in the ninth. Um, and it seems like it went, wait, why would it say he came out of the ninth? Um, I'm sure you're right. I should have researched it before I said it, but I thought it so much to be true. Oh, no, one game he I came know. out in the seventh. He came out in the seventh inning of game six against the uh, Royals. If you remember, they they won 10 nothing. Oh, okay. Well, he so played every sense. relevant inning then. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Buster Posey making Giants backup catchers irrelevant since 2010 except for the one year they were really, really relevant in 2011. 
The Eli- was that Eliezer Alfonso and Chris Stewart? Uh, it was Eli Whiteside and Chris Stewart, if or I remember Eli correctly. Eli Whiteside and Chris Stewart. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, wait. Okay. So you you have two more. Uh, is that your number four? That was number four. Yeah. Okay. What's your number five? Oh, you're expecting me to remember my number five now? Because I totally don't. <laughs> but yeah. So you if did, you want to, you, did you need the some time framing. to remember it. No, no, no. I do want to mention the pitch framing. Uh, and because I do have a nominee um, that didn't quite make my top five, but uh, Buster pitch framing and someone posted earlier today. So I'm cheating. Uh, they reminded me that Posey will leave the catcher's box early if he knows it's a strike. So there's, oh, yeah. there's a whole thread. compilation video of those. Yeah. Of Posey walking away before the umpire signal strike three. Now, a lot of times he knows it's strike three because it's strike three. Some of the time he knows it because the umpire will call it before he gets around. To yeah. His gesture. I was going to mention that, but on the TV, you it's know hilarious. That. Yeah. It's awesome. So just to mention the pitch framing um, in 2011, Posey was the eighth best Pitch framer by ex- by runs extra strikes. I don't mm. even know what that means, but this is on Baseball Savant. Um, and uh, oh, he was he didn't even chart in 2010, no, 2020. That's a joke. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was always you know amazing for him to have these uh, these amazing defensive numbers when he's also the best hitting pitcher, uh, best hitting catcher in the league. Oh, I remembered my fifth one. How could I forget? It's come up a few times. Uh, the Buster Posey rule, all of baseball. You mean the Alex the Alex Avila rule? No, the Buster Posey rule. The fact that Scott Cousins blew up Buster Posey at the plate, making me cry at a bar for not the first or last time. Um, but the way that that went down, how earth shattering it was to watch what we thought might be his career end and then to have it turn around and back into whatever we just saw for the last decade, which I'll never be able to explain how someone's knee ankle and foot did that. And then they still have a fame baseball career. That's pretty incredible. And I'll always remember who Scott cousins is in the press conference today. Somebody even asked him, they were like, you know, is, does this have to do with like the Scott cousins event, you know, or like the Scott cousins injury? Like, yeah, that name is just part of San Francisco lore forever. I mean, yeah, has, has Scott I Cousins think... played in the last decade? No, no. I think you've had Cousins in the big leagues since Scott Cousins has been <laughs> a major league baseball player. Um, Scott Cousins has not played since 2013. Good. But I remember, I remember that injury very well because in 2011, I was, uh, I believe Rob and I went rock climbing like several times a week. And so I would usually get home at like nine or 10 and I'd start watching the giants game, um, on, on delay on DVR from it and wouldn't usually finish till like midnight. And I remember that you called me or texted me and you were like, we need to talk or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, uh, no, like we need to talk about the giants. And I was like, I'm watching now. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And you were like, call me, you know, call me later or something like that. And it was like, okay, so either this is like a perfect game or something bad just happened. And uh, yeah. And, and I watched the game and got to that point, which I believe was at the very end of the game or in like the ninth inning. And um, yeah, that was a bad time. I felt very similarly yesterday 
than I did when that play at the plate happened, where I visibly gasped and hollered and bargained and finally accepted what had happened. Um, yesterday, I happened to be right. driving uh, alone in a car, so screaming was actually uh, the right reaction because no one could hear me except for my steering wheel. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we've had to relive that with losing Posey. What I think and what I think we all thought was two years too early. I mean, too, too early for us, but you know, he's, he's a person with a life and a family and uh, you know, you, you have to respect the decision that he made, you know, we're walking away from 20 plus million um, which, you know, is more than most people make in, in a month. So, um, but yeah, like uh, I remember, I mean, this is a timely reference, Ray Fossey. Um, Ray Fossey was an, you know, uh, who, who died recently um, was a, was an up and coming superstar, uh, you know, rise, rising star catcher and, um, ended up getting injured on a play at the plate by the uh, asshole uh, Pete Rose, as Pete Rose blew him up on a play at the plate in the All Star game, which doesn't matter, Pete. But uh, that ended up basically derailing Ray Fossey's career, um, and he never kind of rose to the same levels that he showed as a uh, you know as a rookie. Um, and I think we're really lucky and it's a testament to Buster, obviously, but we're really lucky that we still got to see kind of <clears throat> Buster in, in his prime. And we still got to see him have a prime uh, despite, you know, this horrific injury. And we never had to see him be bad. We never right. saw Posey, you know, dip his career average under 300. We never had to watch him completely lose his power, though there were some moments in his career where you started to question whether he still had that power or if he still had a lower half at all. Um, but he was always wily enough to, to bloop the ball all over the field and get himself on base and keep a, keep a solid batting average. And like you mentioned earlier at his position uh, and offense is gravy. Um, so Buster Posey gave us, uh, gave us a lot of gravy in his career and we never had to see him be painful. And Dwayne Kuyper mentioned this on their emergency pod uh, with Pavlovich and, uh, and Cole Kuyper. You know, um, we never are going to have to ask Buster Posey to leave. You know, we still wanted him back. We never had to have that awkward conversation with ourselves and our fellow fans about, is it time? Mm. Is it Joey Bart time? Yeah. And I I, I can't believe some of the people I talk to, mostly non-Giants fans who are baseball fans, nonetheless, that I talk to. That's the first thing they brought up was like, Joey Bart. And I'm like, Buster Posey's career corpse is not cold yet <laughs> can we not worry about this young man you know let's 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 let the, let, the, let me grieve yeah let me grieve the death of the man's career you know and, and i i never actually i don't think i never i don't think i ever actually formed the words in my head like posey might retire but after they signed Crawford to that extension, you know, two years, I believe under 20 million per year, but something in that 15 to 20 range. Two, two for 32. Two for 32. There you go. Um, I was surprised that we didn't see that same deal from Buster, you know, because I didn't think they would want to pick up his 20 plus year option or 20 plus million dollar option. Um, 
And it seemed like, you know, two, two more years was kind of logical, especially if you want to play as long as Crawford would. Um, and it didn't happen. And it was, I, I wasn't really sure why. Um, and obviously now it makes sense because everybody knew that he wanted to get to the end of the year and I guess see how he felt. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, it, like, like you said, the, the <laughs> we're grieving. Um, but, but the thing is, Danny, the team just got good again. Yeah. And I wanted it to be good again for Buster and for Brandon and for Brandon and for any other Brandons that may want to join the team. We've had many over the years. You remember uh, when the Giants were playing against the A's and we had a five Brandon game? Um, the other Brandons were, who were the other Brandons? There was a Brandon Hicks. Okay. Um, Brandon McCarthy, maybe? No, I don't think so. I, I, I remember I like it was all position players. I think it was three giant Brandons and two A's brand, two athletic Brandons. Was there an inch? Uh, oh, maybe. <laughs> We're really bad at non-giants players. <laughs> Me especially, because I, I haven't played fantasy in a long, long time. And I find it interminable to watch two non-giants teams play baseball. Yeah. Did you watch any of the World Series? Um, I put it on whenever I would, I'm traveling right now. So whenever I was in the hotel at the right time, I would, I would pop it on. I mostly remember the world series was happening when I heard Troy Aikman announce a football game and was like, that other guy's not Joe Buck. Where's Joe Buck? And then I remembered, Oh yeah, the world series is happening. Can I just say that uh, Troy Aikman is, is terrible at announcing football games. You think that's a controversial opinion? <laughs> Uh, maybe not. Um, He's certainly not the best former Cowboys quarterback to be a broadcaster. No. Um, also, have you ever heard Terry Brad- Bradshaw do highlights? Um, I've heard him do the highlight from two games before while a different game is playing. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Him and him and Shannon Sharp could never be on the highlight that was showing on the TV. They were always co- like two games copy behind. <laughs> And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> um, so what, uh, yeah, I don't know. Any other, any, what, what were your honorable mentions? I didn't um, make your top five. I think, I think I covered everything. I mean, I'll miss, I'll miss his equipment. You know, every catcher has their own kind of style. I'll miss the buster mask. Um, I'll miss the, the nun speed comments from Kruko. <laughs> I love the uh, kind of his like, I'm so fast, you know, thing he was doing toward like in his last year. Uh, yeah. We, we only briefly mentioned the Braves, but I want to I want to give a congratulations out to um, Adam Duvall, Pablo Sandoval, A. Ray Adrianza and literally nobody else. <laughs> That's fair. Like, Tough, but like, fair. Like zero other people. And I'm including in the zero other people. Uh, every resident of, of part of Georgia and possibly the rest of Georgia uh, Braves management uh, any Braves coach that I do or don't know. Uh, and then every other Braves player that I did not name mostly Dansby Swanson though. What about um, Will Smith? Nah, I have nothing against Will Smith, either nah. the actor slash singer or the, uh, uh, the, the Braves pitcher. When I think about Will Smith, I'm just like, meh. I guess he's better than the other Will Smith, the Dodgers Will Smith. Yeah, but not as good as the Fresh Prince. I don't know. That that uh, uh, Williams Sisters movie looks terrible. Really? You think so? 
King, like, hey, King, we have these, we have these two work? super, we have these two super compelling athletes with great personalities and career achievements. So let's make a movie about their dad. Yeah, that always seemed strange to me. Why not make the movie about you know Venus and Serena? Like it's even it's even titled King Richard, right? So it's like, yeah, it's a movie about you know the man who made them, not the women who are super awesome, you know, in and of themselves. Yeah. No, not not stoked on that movie. So Buster Posey, um, <laughs> do you think that we see him as a coach or an announcer? Or do you think he really just takes some time off? Uh, he laughed at the announcer comment because he said, y'all know how much I love to talk. <laughs> um, that's not going to happen. Um, I think, like they mentioned on the, the press conference, that he'll probably be involved more in charitable ways and ambassador ways. He's not... I don't know. He's not, he, he might be a Bochy style manager, but not for another 10 years. Yeah. I mean, you, you hear about, you know, obviously players who become coaches, but in a lot of cases, they, they coached, you know, in the minors or something like that. Like I'm trying to think about like, like did Mike Matheny coach in the Cardinals system before he was the uh, manager or did he um, kind of go straight from, being a player to being a retired player to being a major league manager. I don't know that. All I do know though, is that Brad Osmus was born exactly that handsome. <laughs> um, and that Bob Brenly was not. <laughs> okay. We don't need to get into all that. Um, but speaking of which, uh, do you have any reaction to Bob Melvin going to the Padres? Uh, I have wonderful reactions in that uh, I'm very mad about it because the Padres might actually be good next year yeah um can you for a thousand dollars uh remember the padres manager's name jace tangler yeah i wasn't going to give you a thousand dollars but i was like hypothetically oh what do you not have a thousand dollars no no i'm broke um so so as far as i can tell Matheny retired in 2006 and then his first coaching job was 2012 for the cardinals okay but so there's probably um, Although maybe it just doesn't say, doesn't include minor league teams, minor league uh, managerial roles. Anyway. What we really skipped over here is that catcher make the best manager. This is why you're asking specifically about Buster becoming a manager. Well, and because, you know, everyone has been talking about it for his entire career. Did you know that Jace Tingler was a catcher? So was Bruce Bochy. So was, I have you know, no Mike idea Houdini. if that's true. I just wanted to see if you would like, be like, no, he's not a catcher. Cause I bet you that he's not, but. <laughs> that's how I much we you're going to owe me a thousand dollars but i i have it see that's the difference <laughs> um let's see what did jay stingler even play <laughs> he's in our division he was a center fielder and he never got above double a oh tingle all the way he was a blue jays and then rangers uh prospect stopped playing in 2006 um, yeah, I think Bob Melvin is a great get for the Padres, which means I hate it because, uh, yeah, I think I think he'll he'll be good for the Padres. Um, Jewish man, uh, which uh, we know a lot. So now instead of two in the Bay Area, now we have two Jewish managers in the NL West, and uh, and you as well. Yeah, and as as a honorary manager of the San Francisco Giants, you know that that makes three. <laughs> um. Well, Gabe Kapler is, of course, the second Jewish person I was 
mentioning. Um, do you want to get into the Hall of Fame or are we too upset, you know, to be uh, rational? I just don't think there's anything to get into. Everything I've seen so far is very positive from national baseball writers. And uh, I watched PTI today and, and Kornheiser and Juan both heartily endorsed Buster Posey as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, so I'm not particularly worried about him not getting in on the first or second try. I do think this is going to be the first um, ballot that I'm going to be really, really emotional about. Um, you know, I've kind of resigned. Bonds ballots didn't do it for you. I've kind of resigned that, you know, I don't think he's going to make it personally. Wait, Buster? No, no, no. Bonds. Oh. And that there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think Buster needs to make the Hall of Fame and that I'm going to be upset if he doesn't. I mean, no matter what he... Grant Cohn may post, the little troll. I, I'm, I'm fortunate that my timeline is constructed to the point where I didn't even see it. So I, I was able to keep that out of my timeline. It, that family, I don't understand that family. Lowell and Grant Cohn are just, they're just trolls. If you're you last, feed the trolls. If your last name's Cone, you cannot name the person Lowell. You can't have two words back to back that like collapse in on themselves as you say them. Lowell Cone. Lowell Cone. It's like, no, you need something with some enunciation. Strong syllables. Yeah, strong syllables and enunciation. You need, you know, Pedro Cone or, you know. Thomas Cone. Joseph Cone, but no, Lowell Cone. It's it's very Werger. <laughs> there was a there's a kicker in the NFL who may actually still be in the NFL named Cody Parkey, <laughs> and someone on Twitter uh, uh, mentioned that his name has bad mouthfeel, and now it's like <laughs> now well, I just love describing words and names in terms of mouthfeel. His his name is a double doink, and like that's what he's famous for. Cody Parkey. Yeah. I have to double doink when I say his name. And then I have to think about him hitting the uprights twice on the same kick. <laughs> Not as bad as uh, the, the kicker who I believe is on the bears, whose name is Ryan Blewett. Oh goodness. Yeah. He's been getting teased for, and, for a long time. And the announcers are taking every opportunity to say, well, Ryan Blewett because he's not very good. Um <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's the Grant Balfour of, uh, of kicker names, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to have a name that belies your job. Um, so we don't need to get into the hall of fame thing. We're I not going to get into the hall of fame, Danny. We're podcasters. <laughs> they don't give the Ford C Frick award to podcasters yet. Yet. Unless John Miller started doing a podcast. I'm sure then I'm sure he'd get awarded for it. Can you picture John Miller trying to start a podcast? Would he just be puttering around a room looking for where to talk or? Oh, no, I think he'd ace it. I mean, he's he's an excellent Instagrammer. You know, I think he's I think he's hip. Is is John on Instagram? Oh, my God. Yes. Do you not follow him? He's got a great Instagram. I don't sports Instagram. Instagram is for friends. Twitter is for frenemies. Facebook (laughs) is for people I wish I'd forgot about. Yeah. Um, no, you should look at John Miller's uh, Instagram. LinkedIn is for capitalism. <laughs> um, I, so, any any closing thoughts? Anything Posey uh, Posey related? I mean, I think I think we should be very clear and say congratulations, Buster. 
hell of a career. It's been great watching and, uh, you know, more power to him for um, prioritizing his health and his, his family. I would have um, said something like that if I thought that well, he does in listen any way, to this in podcast. any way had any insecurity about who he was or like his decisions. Yeah. Like there are baseball players out there who, if I said something to them, it would affect them because they're, you know, just like us. But Buster Posey is like, I believe an impenetrable fortress. Who we want to be. Right. Um, I'll say one more thing. I, I enjoyed how chantable his name was. Bust. Any any two-syllable, two-syllable name is just, yeah. it's baseball perfection. Daniels Archie. Exactly. Thomas Todd the Fourth. <laughs> how dare you there you go how dare you all right danny i don't have anything left to say about buster posey other than it's not going to sink in until uh next april when kurt casali is written into the opening day lineup yeah oh, you can't see this but danny's head just nearly fell off of his neck <laughs> <laughs> um something that we're you know is is interesting but we're we'll get into in the later pod is this does clear up money to sign Nick Castellanos, maybe. And does is, does he hit a deep drive to left field? <laughs> and that makes it 4-0, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. So he's Tom Thomas Todd. Career, Tom Brenneman's career is about where Buster's is going. So how dare you, sir? <laughs> all right, Danny. Um, all right, he's Thomas. I'm Danny. We're on social media, but you won't be able to find us. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back sooner than this one. Later than sooner. Later than sooner. Uh, have a nice off season. Get some rest. Watch the Warriors and the 49ers if you want. And uh, go Giants. Go Giants.